Hey everyone, it's Tempe This Week. I'm Chris Baxter-King. This week, we're talking trash. You heard that right. What happens to your trash after you throw it away? And why should you care? Today, we'll answer those questions as we discuss a green certified Tempe business, food waste in Tempe, and a day in the life of our trash. Jessica Jupitus of Tempe Public Library is our co-host. What's going on, Jess? Hey, Chris. Excited to be here today at the Drink Me Tea Room, which is a green certified local Tempe business. So we've got their amazing tea and assorted scones, sandwiches, and sweets here at the table. I personally am currently sipping on the creme brulee tea. You can hear my beautiful teacup. Um, and we also have the Harvest Blend. And then we have a selection of some of the kind of hits of their menu, including the little vegan meringue mushrooms, which are my absolute favorite and just melt away in your mouth. So I'm very excited to be here and be spoiled this way. And you might be wondering what this amazing local business has to do with your trash. The Tea Room is a certified green business and winner of Tempe's Sustainable Business of the Year Award in 2022. We're here with the owner, Melissa Harlan. Hi, Melissa. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite places for celebrations in Tempe. So can you tell us a little bit about the Tea Room and its role in sustainability? Yeah, um, sustainability is definitely um, the, one of the highest priorities we have as our small business continues to grow. But it was always part of the plan to begin with. Um, the Tea Room offers vegan, um, gluten-free food, and most of the ingredients we use are also organic. So that all goes back into sustainable practices as well. Um, and then we also are very focused on composting. We have a partner that we compost with, which is um, Orchard Learning Center in Phoenix. So it's a learning farm, not a nonprofit. Wow. And then um, everything we use is compostable as much as we can. So all of our to-go boxes, um, all of our paper waste, our food waste all gets composted um, in partnership with the Learning Farm. So um, there's also a lot of other things that we're doing as far as water um, usage reduction and mm -hmm. all of our lights are LED. So really everything we're doing, sustainability is an important part of it. That's amazing. You are really walking your walk here, which is fantastic. So tell us, how did the tea room start? Um, I was um, working for a large corporation for a long time and I knew I was going to be leaving um, and so I didn't know what was going to happen next and we, my family and I went to London for spring break that year and decided that we loved afternoon tea. It was so fun and it was the one thing that my kids agreed on on the trip so that was definitely a standout moment. Um, so on the flight home I decided to start writing a business plan and then made it happen. It took about 18 months after we got back and the tea room was open. Unfortunately, it was open in July of 2020, Ooh. so we had a very slow start since it was the middle of COVID, um, but all the plans were in the works before that, so uh, we just opened the doors and crossed our fingers. Amazing. I will say uh, one of my favorite tea shops in London is Sketch, and they have a real whimsy, and I think you bring that whimsy to this tea room. It's just so much fun to be in. So... What steps does Drink Me Tea Room take to reduce waste and incorporate environmentally conscious practices? 
So some of the things I mentioned already, but another big one that we do, um, which I think a lot of people don't really think about, is we are reservation-based. So we are planning our food preparation based on how many people we know are coming to visit every day. So that reduces our food waste by a lot. Um, we plan the week out so we know how many total guests are coming every week. Um, that helps reduce waste and also kind of manages our, our overall um, operations so that we know we're not making too much or throwing away too much. Um, and so it helps us cut back a lot on, on food waste overall. But And then again, composting anything mm -hmm. that we do have that um, needs to go back to the earth. That's fantastic. I'd never even thought about that. That's, that's really, really impactful. So the best part, tell us a bit about your menu. What can we order? Yeah, so we actually change our menu fairly often. Um, I would say our kind of lack of a better word, but our, our core theme is Alice in Wonderland. Um, so on that menu, we have more traditional flavors. We have like a mock egg salad sandwich. We do a chickpea salad sandwich. We do our twists on a cucumber sandwich, which is are crackers with um, um, cashew miso cream and cucumber. So it's a little bit of a different twist on that, but more traditional um, flavors. Our chocolate cake with raspberry buttercream. We do strawberry tarts. Our mushroom meringues, those are all on our Alice menu. But then what we do is we change out our theme um, almost once a month. Mm -hmm. um, not quite once a month, but uh, we'll do a specialty theme. So we're getting ready to launch um, our Halloween tea starting tomorrow. It'll go through the rest of the month, and then we'll go into another one. It's Nightmare Before Christmas is next, and then we do a big Christmas tea in December. And then Harry Potter is really popular, and we do Harry Potter twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, but every time we do that, we change the menu. Mm -hmm. So we do kind of whatever the flavors fit into that theme. So, of course, we'll have pumpkin scones starting tomorrow. Those are everyone's favorite. Um, we have those for you to try today. Um, and then we do a lot of other fall flavors. We're doing a carrot cake this week. Mm -hmm. um, at Christmas, we bring in, you know, chocolate peppermint brownies, things like that. So nice. it really depends on the theme and what we're making to kind of go with that theme. Yeah. And as somebody who works in the library, I have to say, I love all the literary themes here. I'm very on board. <laughs> yeah, that makes it really fun. Mm -hmm. Jess, you have a very personal story to tell about your relationship with Drink Me Tea Room. I do. I absolutely do. When I came to Tempe to interview in person for the library job that I now hold, uh, I met my family, my sister, my mom, and my nieces here at Drink Me after the interview to celebrate what had been a full day, like nine to three of interviewing. And the afternoon tea was our way to connect, get together, and really exciting because the idea to moving here was to be with my family. So this is the place of like the biggest celebration in my life. And I will never forget that. And we just keep coming back. Oh, I love that so much. I think this is such a great place to bring kids, uh, you know, not just adults and people to have a sophisticated tea, but families to really just enjoy something fun and special and different. Um, you know, it takes a community effort to make environmental change. And I just love what Drink Me Tea Room is doing here. Thank you so much, Melissa. If we've made you crave some tea today, there's good news. We're giving away tea for two to a lucky winner, but we'll talk more about that later. Stay tuned. So another guest we have at our table currently is Aaron Redman. Welcome, Aaron. Aaron works in the Tempe Field Operations Division, which provides your trash and recycling service. And I, for one, am so grateful for the work that you and your team do. I cannot even emphasize that enough. 
Our solid waste employees are often working behind the scenes, but don't let that fool you. They provide one of the most important services to our community. They're the reason that you can throw your trash in the bin and forget about it. Hi, Aaron. We're happy to have you here today. Let's talk trash. Oh, my favorite subject. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your role in our trash and recycling services? Yeah, as a field operations manager for solid waste, I basically my job is to support the uh, solid waste equipment operators and give them what they need in order to uh, complete our mission, which is to pick up every can every day. And so whether that's recycling, trash, green waste, and also our bulk. So uh, I give them the support they need and they, they go out and make it happen. So what happens to our trash when we place it curbside? Can you kind of walk us through the, the trash journey from bin to landfill and, and then what that means for us? So basically what happens is we pick up the trash, you know, we dump it into the truck and uh, we run our route and we take, take it to the transfer station um, and we dump it at the transfer station. And it pretty much transfer station is exactly the name. It basically transfers the, the waste from it to the landfill. So they, they get it into a truck, haul it to the landfill, it's dumped and it's spread and uh, compacted and the cycle repeats. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that it, it's such an amazing cycle because there are so many working parts in between. I mean, it sounds simplistic the way I explained it, but there are so many different pieces within that. I mean, you have engineers, you have chemists, you have all of these working in these various different positions and, you know, trucks to heavy equipment operators. To, and so to make it all work mm -hmm. and to keep that cycle constantly flowing is rather a, a miraculous process. Yeah, there are a lot of skills involved and a lot of people like you're saying. Mm -hmm. So what about recycling? What happens after we toss it into the blue bin? It's pretty similar to trash. We pick it up in, in the exact same way. We just use different trucks for the, for the route. And we take it to uh, the transfer station. And there at the transfer station, they separate out trash from recycling. So they have different places where we dump it. And then it's, uh, again, put into a truck and it goes to a MRF, which just stands for Material Recycling Facility. Mm -hmm. um, and that MRF does the sorting. So they dump it, they start the sorting process. Um, waste management has just opened up a, a you know, pretty state-of-the-art facility here nearby that they actually are able to sort it uh, even better than, than they used to be. So uh, everything's sorted and it's uh, packaged and uh, sold to those that can reuse it. That's fantastic. So each city has their own rules and instructions for recycling. Why is that and why is it important to recycle correctly? The importance of recycling and recycling right is, is critical because we have what's in the industry called contamination. So that means something that doesn't belong in the bin is there, mm -hmm. um, whether that could be trash or, you know, uh, what have you. Uh, you know, give you an example, uh, a, a big issue for contamination is a lot of people like to reuse their plastic gar uh, grocery bags that they mm -hmm. get in the store. So they'll take the recycling and they'll put it in the grocery bag, tie it up, and then they'll go throw it in their blue container. Well, what they did is they just contaminated their recycling because we can't oh. accept plastic bags. And that was one of the biggest uh, forms of contamination is those plastic bags or trash bags or other things that people mm -hmm. want to bottle everything up into and drop it in there. So the importance is, is to know what can go in there and what can't. Mm -hmm. um, and if there's any questions, I mean, the residents are more than welcome to go to the, the city of Tempe's website. It's very clear what we can take and what we can't. And, you know, because not all plastics are made the same. You know, a lot of people are, are have the, you know, the old myth about, well, if it's got that little, you know, you know, arrows, you the know, it says it can recycle, I can throw up my recycling bin. And it's, again, all plastics aren't made the same. So there are certain types that we can take and, and, and certain we can't. And if you don't recycle correctly and you do provide that contamination, sometimes the, the majority of that bin won't get recycled. It'll just get pushed off into trash because there's nothing they can do with it at that point. 
Wow. So be mindful is what you're saying. Yes, very. Yeah. Excellent. What if you have something like refrigerator or paint or, you know, whatever home improvement project you're doing that's not accepted in the trash and blue bins? What can we do to dispose of it responsibly? Well, here in Tempe, we have the HPCC, which is the Household Products uh, Collection Center, and they take, you know, everything from refrigerators to scrap metal to paints, pesticides, batteries, and, and, you know, batteries are a big thing. They um, I would urge people do not throw your batteries in the trash. They're mm. one of the biggest reasons for fires oh, wow. in, in trucks and transfer stations, especially like a lot of people don't think rechargeable batteries that are inside, you know, you just plug some in and recharges and realize there's a battery in there. So the household uh, products collection center also takes batteries, whether they're double A's or rechargeables or, you know, for power tools or whatever, they'll take all those as well. So, but we also have uh, four four times a year, we have a zero waste day, which the next one's coming up on November 4th. So right around the corner and there everybody's we we not only accept what the hpcc normally collects but there's a lot of other things Mm -hmm. so styrofoam um a lot of other you know clothes donated food things like that 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 we that we are able to collect there a couple of other questions that you know we didn't prep you with but might Uh be kind of fun to know the answers to okay kids love the garbage truck they They lose their minds when they (laughs) see it going down the street does that make your team feel extra special? No, oh, definitely, definitely. I think a lot for a lot of our our SWEOs, that is the highlight of their day is when when the kids come out and they wave and you know and they get all excited and and it's it is a thrill for them because then they feel you know it gives them a little bit of appreciation because like I said a lot of times people don't think about it they put their trash out it's picked up when they come home it's gone so to see that and that interaction that excitement you know makes them feel good and. Being an operator of those trucks, that's a really good job, isn't it? It is. It is, uh, especially for the city of Tempe. Um, I mean, they work four tens, so they work pretty much Monday through Thursday schedule. Um, uh, and you can vary what you want to do depending on your interest. If, you, if you're interested in residential uh, collection, uh, commercial collection, uh, bulk trash. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there for them. And we will have that listed on our uh, Tempe This Week website so that you could apply if there's an opening. We've heard a lot about our trash, but what about our food waste? This is something we all encounter in our households. If you're like me, you might have wondered what type of impact your food waste can have on communities and our environment. To answer this question, we've brought in Maddie Mercer, who works in Tempe's Sustainability and Resilience Department. Hey there, how's it going? Good. Happy to be here drinking some tea. <laughs> it's delicious. It sure is. This Which, harvest blend, primo. Excellent. So tell us about your role in sustainability and resilience. Sure. So in the sustainability and resilience office, I have the privilege of doing our local food work for the city. So I get to work on projects relating to urban agriculture, things like supporting local businesses that want to compost their food waste. And I also get to come to fun events like this and talk about food and share it with folks. What is food waste exactly and why, why should we care about it? So food waste is exactly what it sounds like. It's food that you could eat, but we're not, and it ends up in the landfill. And this is a problem for a couple different reasons, but the first thing I wanna talk about is scale. So here and there in your house, you might have something that rots or goes bad and you don't get to use it in time, you throw it away and you don't think about it. But across the US every year, We waste 120 billion, with a B, pounds of food waste. And that has impacts all across the food system in our society. Because first, we're not eating this food. And so all of the water, the land, the resources, the energy, the labor that goes into producing that food, that goes to waste because we're not actually getting to eat it. 
And then when it goes into the landfill, it decomposes. And when it rots, it releases methane gas. And that's more powerful of a, carbon, of a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. So that directly impacts climate change and helps, well, hurts our city by making it hotter. What are some ways we can all reduce the food waste within our households? So lots of ways. I think Melissa touched on an important one, which is planning. So when you're going grocery shopping, making a list of meals that you plan to make and identifying those ingredients is a great way to avoid buying too much that you won't be able to use. And if you do find yourself in the case where you overpurchased a little bit or it's hard, you know, sometimes you want to buy in bulk to save some money, but you end up with more than you can eat. So sharing with folks, donating extras, like if you have some um, goods that you can donate to the zero waste day, that's a great way to get rid of them without having them go to the landfill. But there's also ways that you can assess yourself. So there's a thing that we do in this industry called the waste audit. So you can actually go through your waste every week if you want to open up a bag of trash and pull out all the food scraps. You want to get some gloves. It can get messy, (laughs) but it's a great way to just take stock of what you're actually throwing away. And if you see, oh yeah, I keep buying all these apples and I don't eat the apples maybe you don't want to buy the apples anymore. So it can give you some time to pause and think more about what you're putting in the bin so you're not just tossing it and forgetting about it. That makes so much sense. Um, What about outside of your house food waste? So commercial food waste can be a big contributor to the food system and food waste overall. So about 40% of food waste in the US, that big number, 120 billion pounds, comes from residential houses, but 60% then comes from commercial businesses. So there's a lot of opportunities, whether it's planning your menus better or thinking about ways that you can use all of a product. So if you're routinely cutting off a big chunk of a vegetable that you aren't using in that dish, maybe you want to add it to a different dish. Like you can use carrot tops in different ways. So there's a lot of creativity that can go into diverting food waste from the landfill. And then for the things that you just can't avoid, there's opportunities like working with a composting partner to then collect that waste and have it composted be turned into, in some, in some cases, more produce. So part of our program that we're launching now is called the Tempe Compost and Circular Economy Program, where we're working with restaurants to help them collect that food waste, divert it from the landfill. And then with our composting partner, they use it to grow food. And so the restaurants that are participating in the program, their food waste is growing food that they can buy back and use in their restaurant, creating a loop in our food system. That is amazing. Everybody talks about eating local shopping local, eating local. Why is that important? There's a ton of reasons why shopping and eating local is important. First is that it tastes better. (laughs) So when you're getting local food, it only has to travel this much closer to get to you versus all across the country or all across the world. So the quality is usually better. Second, it helps benefit our local economy and our local farmers. So the money is staying here and supporting businesses and helping to keep our food system secure. So I'm sure a lot of folks remember during COVID when you went to the grocery store, there's nothing on the shelves. So when we're reliant on other states and other countries to bring a large portion of our food in, we can be really vulnerable if there's disruption. So when we have more local production and we're supporting those farmers and other producers, we can be sure that in cases of disruption and emergency like that, we can be supported here in Arizona. And our city is supporting the local food effort. How are we doing that? Yeah, our city loves local food. I love local food. That's what I get to do a lot of my job focused on. So right now we're working on a project called Grow Local Tempe, which is focused on expanding urban agriculture and addressing food insecurity by creating new pilot projects around the city. So with that work, we're trying to explore different models of growing food, looking at things like food forests and school gardens that connect to the community, 
beyond just your traditional, oh, we put a garden bed in and that's calling it a day. We really want to activate these spaces for education and get people involved so that people can grow food at home or just be more conscious consumers as part of this food system. I have a small garden at home and nothing makes me feel more powerful than getting a cherry tomato off of the bush. <laughs> I did that. Yes. <laughs> and that pride makes it taste so much better. I grew up on a farm. Mm. And yeah. I don't ever remember, we never bought vegetables at a grocery store. We never, you know, right. everything was either what Sounds we canned, you know, we, we harvested mm -hmm. and we canned. And That's remember some of the fondest memories I have as a kid is like, you know, the field that we did our, our you know, acre and a half garden on, it was more of a, it was a mini farm. But, mm -hmm. Um, it seemed to grow rocks every year. And so we'd have my little wagon out there with my brothers and my dad, you know, on the tractor and everything, and picking rocks up and putting them in. The, <laughs> we were building practically a little pony wall just of the rocks <laughs> we picked up out of this field. But it was, it was a lot of fun family memories of just doing that process of growing and you know, harvesting your own food. One of my favorite memories was my grandpa Baxter had probably a two or three acre garden in Michigan. And I remember going out there with him and picking food and just enjoying spending time with my grandpa in the garden. Yeah. yeah. That's how I started growing with my grandpa. So I think growing food not just gives us great food to eat, but it can connect us too. You can pick up seeds for free from the Tempe Public Library. So if you're looking to plant your home garden, free seeds at the library. You have a pretty extensive seed library. What are some of the things that are in it? We do. One of my favorites is we have cinnamon basil, um, and I love all the different varieties of basil. And then I was actually working the desk on Sunday and checked out some chard, some kale, and some of the hardier greens. Um, my thumb is black. I can't keep anything alive, but I appreciate the people who can. Just out of curiosity, how does a seed library work? I mean, with a book, you have to return it. Mm -hmm. Do you have to return the seeds? We can. If you know how to harvest seeds from your plants, you're welcome to bring them back in, but we don't expect that. We, we take a loss on that one. We assume you're going to plant them, grow them, eat them, and enjoy them. Maddie, one last question for you. If somebody is listening and they really want to get involved with local food, how do they do that? So we have some opportunities coming up to get involved with those pilot projects that I mentioned. So the first ones that we're working with will be three in schools and three in some city-owned properties, including at the Envision Center. So there will be opportunities for folks to get involved in the planning process. So if there's things that you want to see, maybe a seed-saving workshop Woo. so that you can help pay back the great public library <laughs> seed library, nice. tell us what you want. And then we want to include those in the plans that we're co-creating with the community. So we've got some beautiful triple stacked plates here, Melissa, of a food that is both kind of your regular menu and some of your holiday menu. Yes. Can you walk us through what we've got here? Because I know it's all vegan and gluten free. Yep. But what do we have? You got it. So starting on the top, we have our um, fan favorite mushroom meringues. So they're a vegan meringue with chocolate. They look like little mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, we also have our coconut uh, macaroons, not to be confused with French macarons. We do those as well. but. Um, Today, they are macaroons. Right, and both of those are naturally gluten-free, aren't they? The macarons and the macaroons. Yes, they are, exactly. Um, on the middle tray, um, that's our um, chocolate espresso cake with a raspberry buttercream. And then also our gl uh, maple glazed pumpkin scones. Mm -hmm, um, that'll start being offered tomorrow. Um, so we'll have them for a little while in mm -hmm. case you love them. Um, and then the bottom tray, we have our um, chickpea salad sandwich that is traditionally on our Alice menu. Um, those are our eat me shortbread cookies. And then um, today we have slices of our um, cinnamon coffee cake. 
which technically is really only a wholesale product right now, um, but we have that for you to try today. So you're saying we have some cheeky little indulgences yes. that you can't always get. I love yes, that. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. This is so special. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And I think, how is it traditionally done? Do we all just reach in or um, is, there a, is there a protocol? <laughs> no, there's no protocol. Usually we do two um, servings per tray so that uh, each person across from each other shares a tray. Um, but yes, it's just all right. starting wherever you want. Well, let's take a moment and go ahead and help yourself. Yeah. I love too that these flavors are such a nice match with the, the harvest tea. Like it's a perfect kind of, these belong together. Please enjoy them. Yeah. They're so amazing. It's so beautiful. The macaroon is divine. <laughs> and I love that it looks like little nibbles until you eat it all and then you're so full. Yeah. <laughs> it sneaks up on you mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> So Drink Me Tea Room is, uh, is themed around Alice in Wonderland when they're not doing a special event. And one of the things that I most remember from Alice in Wonderland, both the book and the movie, is the, the eat me and drink me moments. So we do have a copy of uh, a Disney version of Alice in Wonderland here. And uh, Alice was exploring Wonderland. She'd fallen through the rabbit hole. And uh, she looked around again and noticed that there was a table in the middle of the hall. She moved closer and saw a little bottle on it. Round the neck of the bottle, there was a label with the words, drink me. Alice began to taste it and as she liked it, she drank the whole bottle. And this is really important if you haven't been to drink me before because they do have tiny bottles that are labeled drink me when you get the Alice tea. So it's very exciting. Um, and fortunately for all of us, you don't shrink when you drink it. <laughs> I think also, Chris, one of the things we want to keep in mind with all of our guests today is, is mindfulness. You know, everything that we're learning about with sustainability and with recycling and with food waste and everything else is being mindful about the choices you make. That is so, so accurate. And I mean, I really need to think about, am I going to go to salad and go? Or am I going to get that extra head of lettuce that I probably am not going to cut up and use? Mm -hmm. It just makes it makes a big difference to know what your habits are and how you can help the planet. While we're talking about reducing waste, one of the many small steps you can take is to opt for electronic billing. Tempe offers this service for your water bills, and it can help reduce the amount of paper in your mailbox. Plus, it's just easier. If you're feeling inspired at the minute, use that inspiration to clean out your closets and garages of unwanted items for responsible disposal at Zero Waste Day. This is a free drive-through event for Tempe residents to drop off their unwanted items for reuse, repurposing, and recycling. It's on Saturday, November 4th. Go to tempe.gov slash zero waste for details. And another fantastic sustainability site is your local library. Public libraries, and of course, Tempe Public Library specifically, are great places to find free resources. Check out seeds from our seed library to plant your own herb garden. Borrow one of our adventure packs for a hike so you don't spend money on supplies like hiking poles that might end up at the zero waste day. Bring in your book donations to the Friends of the Library. They sell it for money that then goes back into the library through our collection and programs. Prizes. We've got prizes. Tea for Two is up for the taking. We're offering a Drink Me Tea Room gift certificate to a lucky winner. Go online to tempe.gov slash tempe this week to answer the first trivia question. We'll pick a winner next week to enjoy teas, scones, and sandwiches for two. Highly recommended. Such an indulgence and so well worth it. 
And the Omni Tempe Hotel at ASU is also putting up an overnight stay as a grand prize for us this season. Listen every week and answer all the trivia questions for the season correctly, and you could win. We'll announce our winner around November 20th. And that's our show. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Tempe This Week, the podcast. 